Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the 505 Podcast. Our next guest is from Chicago, Illinois. He is a filmmaker, entrepreneur, designer, poker player, overall insane creative. You may know him from his hit YouTube series, Daily Docs. Welcome, Justin Escalona. Yo, thank you guys. Welcome to the show, baby. Well, hyped to have you. Thanks for having me. I think think right off the bat, though, talk to you a little bit about this before the show. You got to show me your one-handed crack skills. Okay. So just really don't fuck this up because it'll kind of mess up the whole. It's gonna mess up the whole thing we got here. It's a lot of pressure. A lot so of pressure. Pick up and just snap. And I and I think that is gonna be an easier one to snap than the monster. You think so? Yeah, than the monster for sure. Right. So you just pick it up and go for it. A little thicker. A little, you know, a little thicker it is a little bit of a hezzy in the yeah. middle. Yeah. You know, we'll lob out like a, a five four to, oh, to start. I, us off. I don't like. I wasn't really proud of that performance. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of bad. I'm terrible at that. You would expect so much. I expected so much better from myself. Then there's a dent in this thing too. It's, it's okay. so terrible. It's okay. But this is what's good is we we'll have you on again and then you'll for sure do better. It tastes good though. You're saying it doesn't taste good. I, I thought it was a flip of a coin. I didn't. I can't remember that one. I, I, I don't really I know what a prebiotic is though. I feel like this is like such an LA thing. I love I, how you guys have the Air One cups. This is yeah. yeah. This is just for you though. That's I mean that's a good one. Those are fire. Wow. I'm honored. Thank oh, you yeah. You jet lagged? No, nice. I don't get jet lagged at really? all. Well, because I have a very easy way to fall asleep on every plane ride. Okay. Like, I prefer to only take red-eye flights. So Really? Like, yeah, so I just go to bed. I just died on this red-eye flight that I just took. I literally ruined my whole next day. I couldn't. Really? Yeah, I was so thrown off. And I, I feel like it was because we landed at 8 a.m. Chicago time, which is f- 5 here or 6 mm-hmm. here, you know? So then I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, really? But I you're sh- you're good at the red-eyes. The red-eye is almost exclusive. That's like, I struggle with falling asleep wow. on a plane. Dude, the you bet- got the neck pillow though. Now, do you have a neck pillow? The neck pillow is key. Okay, yeah, you need yeah. it. So you, you, all I do is I just go to like the airport lounge or something, or mm-hmm. go to like the bar. I'm grab like don't really eat too much before I go there. Take a glass of wine and you're out. You're good to go. Just because if you take the glass of wine like five minutes before you go on the plane, yeah. like it's it's not gonna do the effect of like when you're out like at a party or something. You feel good. You just get kind of tired and you go to bed. You just, just knock right out. Also, We're- I'm a small dude too, so I don't need like a lot of room. That's fair. fair. <laughs> you, you you came out with a, a YouTube video the other day that yes. we watched before you popped on, and we really liked it, dude. So tell me, you've made YouTube videos for since you were like a little kid, yeah, correct? Very long time. Very yeah. long time. You make this video, it just shoots up like it's got a ton of views. It's got right. like over half a million views right now. Yeah. How crazy is it for you to just pop back in and you're like, we're back, we're 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 back, and we're going 14 days around the world, and you guys are coming with me. So I was, um, so for people who don't know, I made this film called Lap Around the World in 14 Days, and it's not clickbait. Like I actually did it. Like it's a real challenge to go around the world in 14 days. But um, it was like I knew it was gonna go viral. Like there was, there's like some times where, you know, I've been making videos for a long time, and you like make like a vlog, or whatever. And like, okay, just your viewers are gonna watch this. Mm. But I never like attempted to make something that was just to go viral. Like I knew this thing was going to get seen. Like, you can share this with your friends. Share this. Like your your dad could probably send this. You like yo, you know this kid. Mm. And um, going into it, I was like, I've only had that feeling one time before. Of, like I know a video is going to go viral is when the Cubs went to the World Series like a few years ago. Um, I surprised my dad with World Series tickets. 
it was so funny how seeing like that guy Ian from SeatGeek is so popping now. But that's the guy that no did, did the video for me like, oh my God. like seven years ago. That's crazy. Wow. But I knew right when I made that video or like when I, that idea came in my head, I was like, this is going to go massive. And then that video, I had a different rollout idea for that one where it was I wanted to see if it can go viral on Facebook or Twitter. Not necessarily YouTube. I don't really care. I just want people to see the video. So I paid these like meme accounts to post it and didn't even have to give me credit. I didn't even care. I just wanted the video to get a lot of views. And then the next day had like hundreds of millions of views across like Facebook all these, and Twitter. All these hundreds different of millions? Pla- yeah, it was so much. Across That's, all these different platforms. Yeah. And like if you go on my video on my channel, probably has like 200K. Now has that like Don't a, care. over half a million? No, the no the the Cubs video. Oh, the Cubs video. Yeah, I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. that was the video. You were talking yeah, I was like, about. I don't okay, care. Okay. Like it, that, my, my actual video on my channel only has two hundred k because I know. Well, also like Facebook views could be also kind of boofed. Like so, when I say like hundreds of millions, I don't really mm. like. Do people really watch it? Sure. <laughs> and, uh, but it got. I, was, I woke up and I was on like Sports Center the next day, and like oh, verified Sports Center. Yeah, like verified and everything. Wow. Oh my god. Just woke up with a blue check, like the like a true viral video. That's fucking dope. And then the only second time I ever had that feeling was when I made when I had the idea to go around the world. And I was like, is this actually possible? And I started on American Airlines. They have this thing called the round the world ticket. And you can literally just like type in all the locations you want to go to, you know, map it all out or, or say if like American doesn't have a flight, they'll like find someone that has it. And the thing was like so expensive. We're talking like like 20K. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> like, I mean, this is exactly what I thought. Then I started just researching some reviews. It's at 4 a.m. So I left to go on the trip on Sunday, May 1st. I was up, I was just coincidentally in on vacation. I don't really take, as much as like that might not seem believable, I don't really take a lot of vacations. Whenever I do traveling, it's because of like a purpose. But I was in Cabo just chilling. And it was like, I, I, I guess I'm the type of person who can't just chill. Like my, a week of just nothing, like no purpose, just hanging out. So it was like 5 a.m. Uh, I just came back home from like just hanging out around the bars and stuff. And I had the idea, like, is it possible to go around the world? And I saw, like, the take was, like, 20000 like, okay, that's not going to work. <laughs> and then I look up a, a, a YouTube review. And it's not, like, a popular topic, right? So, like, you know, like, classic YouTube, like, you don't think about, like, like old dude, like, VHS camera, like, just, like, 20-minute review for no horrible editing. Video had, like, 50 views. And he's like a reviewing around the world thing. He goes, never buy this. <laughs> this is the worst thing in your life. Just pop it into Expedia. And type in the pl- the places you want to go to, and I was like, all right, might as well. It's like anything lower than twenty k would be great. Bro, I popped it in, and I, I went on ten flights in f- no twelve flights in fourteen days. It was uh, under five k. No way, all Expedia. Wow. Yeah, this should be an Expedia. And I just snapped. And I was like, and I just looked around. I was like, is this real? Like, is this like how is this like seventy five percent off? And I just bought it on the spot and. After I didn't even think about like the actual like ramification, like, oh, I'm gonna do this. Like, like it's Wednesday, and I booked it to leave on Sunday of wow. that same oh week, which is no prep. And I was like, all right, we're just gonna do it. And I started going frantic. I'm like, okay, this is like a definitely a moment. Like, this can go viral for sure. I need to like come up with a story, so it's not just like a travel montage of mm-hmm. going to like no one wants to watch that. Like, how many times have you seen an Instagram video of like places you need to visit mm-hmm. in your life, and it's just like okay, whatever. So I needed to build something deeper. So I just started writing like crazy. And then I came up with the idea of like a film school graduate who doesn't make films anymore. And I thought that's a little deeper mm. than just a, a thing. I always say the video is a, uh, it's a lot of traveling, but the deeper story is about trying to find yourself again. 
And I think that's why it's starting to, it's doing so well versus it just being like montage. Totally. Mm-hmm. That's man, there's so much I want to unpack yeah. on that. So like, was there a point where like you were obviously you were making like the daily docs consistently and then like do you feel like you kind of maybe like lost your like passion for films or like was there a point where you kind of stopped making them and like now you kind of want to get back into it? Well, I've always thought that making vlogs is a little weird. Like when you kind of break it down, you're kind of telling the world that your life is like more interesting than the normal person. So now like I don't feel like I'm like a crazy person. I just feel like I'm a normal dude. So like getting over the mental hurdle of like, oh, people want to like, I'm like filming my life because I think I'm cool enough that it's entertaining. It got a little weird towards the end. I'm like, okay. It was fun during college because I would just record my friends. And it's like the whole story is like, it's just funny. Like there's, we're just doing stupid stuff. But then like as like college ended and I started, but I still hung out with the same guys and we were still making like funny stuff. But then it comes to a point where like, yo, I don't want to like vlog my whole life. And also I would like to do something a little more deeper than, than this. Because we're making surface level jokes every single day. But I will say it was probably like one of the most fun experiences. I can't imagine going back to that. Bro, I was thinking about this like a day ago. I did like 500 vlogs in a row every single day. (laughs) That's crazy. That's insane. We've been trying to raise funding to like make these, like make more videos like that lap around the world thing. And be like, I'm, I'm asking to do two videos a month, like on that caliber of craziness. And Everyone's like, yo, bro, you think you're going to like be able to pull that off? Like making two videos a month is like a big task. And I'm like, and then like for a second, I was like, damn, like you're right. Like, can I pull off two videos? Then I'm like, what the fuck am I saying, bro? I literally made 500 in a row. (laughs) No, it's insane. I was telling him, I, when I was in college, my buddy, he's like, yo, uh, he's, I have never, never been a creative in my life until I got to school. Mm Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, yo, I watched these two YouTubers. You should check them out. And you were one of them. So Casey oh, and I said, and you. So he'd be like, yo, we had a 9 a.m. together. And he'd be like, let's go pop in my... We lived at like the frat house or whatever. And he's like, yeah. let's pop in my room. We'll put these on every day before we go to class and we'll mob to class. So you were part of our, our little morning routine. And I was, telling, I was telling Kosas, I was like, dude, I did daily vlogs for like 55, 60 days or something. It was the hardest shit I'd ever done in my life. And I, I really want to unpack that with you because you've done it for fucking 500 days, which is insane. What is it like to have your entire life or like, I'm just going to, I want you to talk about it. Your entire life on the internet. Are you partially showing most of it? Are you going just like fucking filming everything and then getting home and then cutting it all up? What did your process kind of look like? Cause every daily vlogger, it's so different. Bro, it was the craziest thing ever. Cause it's like not fake. Mm. <laughs> like That mm. was like my life. Luckily when you have a lot of people around and they're all friendly and you're all young, they like to be on camera mm. and there was... A point where the vlogs if you were just in the videos like you got a lot of followers like it was kind of nuts and now we're talking like david dobrik like spreading the wealth type but like we're talking you can go from a zero account and you like people thought you were funny in the videos to like a 20k in like a week i saw it happen to like three of my friends no way so I'll, and like we're talking like 20k people that comment on every single post because like they just they watch you every day mm-hmm. and they actually care so like my friends would have like 10k followers right they're banging off like 10k likes on their post because Everyone cared about the vlog, but I was thinking about like the actual workflow in my vlogs back in the day, there was a lot of drinking and, you, and people always ask me like, yo, are you just like throwing it on the ground? No. Cause I wanted to like live a college life also. I wanted to like do like go to the parties and stuff. So I'm, t- I, I say this all the time. I would come home two thirty in the morning, blacked out. <laughs> the videos had to go up by 6am. Every day, that was just my thing because I had this whole idea. I'm glad uh, that you said that. That's so- was that people would watch it 
on their way to school on like the bus Uh it's like a thing so at 6 a.m like everyone can watch this but like with the algorithm now i don't think that would ever work Mm -hmm. but uh yeah it was was 6 a.m videos and i'd edit the thing just blacked out and i'd like fall asleep on the keyboard wake up like 5 30 finish the video and upload and just repeat the day it was nuts were you ever uh worried about showing how much of drinking on camera like (laughs) as far as like maybe being like brand friendly or anything like that I had this whole thing that I just did not give a shit about like, everyone's like, oh, you need, you, if you like stop swearing so much, if you stop like showing the alcohol, I'm like, bro, but I'm not like showing like what our life is like. Cause this is like what I think why people like it. Like how many people, so back in the day we had to do these like video intros from fans. Like, hi, my name is whatever. And I'm from, so like, hi, my name is Jenny and I'm from uh, Michigan. You're watching Daily Dogs. Mm. But so many of the submissions would be people shotgunning a beer. And they're like, hi, my name is Jenny, shotgun a beer. And then you watch a deal. And I'm like, whoa, this is like, you created this funny. culture. And that's also, I think, why like people like love Nelk. Yeah, I was just so about true. to bring that up. Yeah. Because yeah. like, yo, they're just like themselves. And if I like pretend, dude, there's so many YouTubers that I've met, like, um, this is kind of fresh in my head just because like VidCon was this week. Mm. I, I didn't go there, but I can just like, rem- the, the stories reminded me of it. That's where we met. Yeah, for sure. Bro, like, so many these kids would be like degens in real life, like just getting smacked. And like, I'll, then you go watch their videos and like, hi, hello. Like I'm like, and just acting so innocent. I'm like, dude, that's weird. Like super weird. Like you are night and day different. You're like living a different mm-hmm. life. It's like Hannah Montana. Yeah, like you're lying. Yeah. And like, do you even like to do that? Like, mm. do you Is feel uncomfortable front? like mm-hmm. acting like that? And that's why I think like, some of the top like YouTubers now is like when you like see their videos, you see them in real life. They're the same dude, and then like their fans really like that. Like imagine I just saw Mr. Beast on the street, like you're like I know you, bro. Mm. And then it, it, I feel like that hits way harder than so. Ninja just went on this poker stream that uh, that Mr. Beast and Ludwig set up, and like Ninja's swearing so much and like calling like saying like re- like almost like like really explicit things that wouldn't be explicit if you just like talked like that normally but i remember just watching like yo you're so pg Mm. and like that's actually how you are though like how do people like that that sounds so weird yeah that's really interesting i was telling brayden too like i remember because we've hung out like a handful of times i remember one of the first times we hung out you we went to this like apartment party (laughs) type of thing like around usc (laughs) <laughs> and, and you just like had your camera and like you, I don't even think we like knew many of the people, if anyone in the party, because I think Labib like brought us yeah. and you just like whipped out your camera and started filming and you were like, I was like, dude, you like this dude does not give a fuck. Like it, <laughs> not even that you give a fuck about like what you talk on camera, but like you don't give a fuck about filming around people when i feel like most people kind of get it's a like little the biggest bit. yeah that's like the biggest thing it's people so walk by funny. and they're like oh shit. dude i was literally doing it the other day like it, it's a thing for sure for a lot of creatives it, it's hard for them to do that and have that just those blinders on how did you build that up <laughs> bro i don't know i think i just in my head it was such a simple like logic i'll never see these people again and if i do at least i'm just i was like i held firm on the confidence and i do see you again they're like okay that kid's like legit because I've had this feeling that if you want to be like a vlogger or like you want to be just taken serious anywhere, like say you live in LA, like it's, it's normal to see like mm-hmm. a vlogger around. But like there's two scenarios. Like there's a guy who's like a little nervous and then like everyone around him is like, okay, that guy is like, doesn't do that. Like he's not a vlogger. So like now, like maybe we should go up to him and tell him you can't film in here. 
But like, if you're like so strong, like, yo, what's up, guys? We just walk to the Sammy's camera. I need to go buy a new camera. And, type, and like, you're like walking around showing it. Like, and like the, the employees might just be like, kind of like taking back, yo, like, guys, way too comfortable doing that. We're just like not going to bother him. And then also, I feel like in their heads, like, oh, he takes it serious. So, like, I should respect him a little bit, no matter how like stupid you might think it looks. Like, oh, that's serious. But if you have a like, guy who's like timid, I'm like, oh, okay. That's, yeah, that's turn fair. the camera off. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like just like act like you've been here before. Yeah, like, if you yeah. act confident, people will just kind of believe you, even if it's Chase, our our other roommate who's not here. He's telling a story about how he like walked into a restaurant, didn't have a reservation, and was just like, "Yep, no." So like, I called and like my assistant made the the reservation, and like it should be on there. And he's like, "I don't see it." And then he was like, "I just acted so confident that they like gave me a they fucking gave a seat. seat, bro." Yeah. But it's like it's a similar thing. I had a. a almost identical story. So I was just in New York City and there's this hotel called the Baccarat Hotel. Have you ever heard of this place? Mm -mm. No. So like you've heard of like the Baccarat Crystal, like it, you'll see like in Vegas malls and stuff, but it's like, say they'll make a, like a cup. You know what Chrome Hearts is? Yeah. yeah. So I went to a Chrome Hearts and they had these uh, wine glasses. I know the Chrome Hearts stuff is really expensive just cause, but I, for what reason, I don't know. But they had wine glasses came in like a pack of two. And I asked the guy, I'm like, how much are these? He goes, well, they're Baccarat Crystal. I'm like, okay, how much? He's like, yeah, they're only like $1,400. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, but it comes with two. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> bad. <laughs> I'm like, all right, bro. So then I was like, okay, this place, like this Baccarat Crystal is something I didn't know was a thing. So they have a hotel right across the street on like, on like 57th Street. I can't remember, like really high up. It's so expensive. We're talking, it's 2K a night to go here. Oh, wow. And all the, all the glasswares, all the Baccarat crystals, so like, it kind of looks like you're in like a museum. It's like probably the most posh place I've ever been to. But my friend, like he's, a, he's like a super crusher like with, uh, with business and stuff. And I, I've always wondered, how do you get to that level of like being like mega successful? We're not talking like, oh, make like $5 million. I'm talking like make a hundred mil. I'm like, how does that, how do you do that? So we walk into this hotel. He's like, yo, we should get dinner. We should get lunch at the place. I'm like, okay. Walk in and it's just like crazy. I'm like, yo, this is, I've been to a lot of crazy places in my life, but this feels like fuck you rich type shit. And, and all the people there are like these old white people and, they, and they're all dressed so proper. I'm like, oh God, I'm wearing like a black t-shirt and like, and like ripped jeans, you know? And uh, he walks up to the lady. He's like, oh yeah, uh, Liam for two. And I was like, okay, I'm just saying, whatever. She's like, I don't see your name. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, why would I be here? And then she's like, yeah, like, well, I don't see you. She's like, well, maybe it was, I, I made a mistake and I made it for next week. And if that's the case, I'm sorry I do that kind of often. Um, but yeah, like, can we please be seated? She's like, all right, fuck it. It just popped your head. And I sat down. I was like, yo, did you actually have a reservation? He goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, no shot, bro. And I was like, I get it now. Uh, These people just are strong. Yeah, and like so confident. Like, dude, like it felt like Ferris Bueller's day off uh, right there. Hell yeah. Because I've seen a lot of people finesse, but I like believed that he actually had one. And I was like, and then he's like, yeah, why would I ever get a reservation here, bro? Oh my God. <laughs> That's, I, but I also feel like the more you do it, like yeah, the, the more, more confident yeah, the more, you get. Right? Exactly. It's probably the most impressive thing I've ever been to. You said before that you are trying to also get another place in New York. Yes. So you kind of want to be bi-coastal. Yes. What's the reason for that? Um, I don't know if I was like going to talk about it, but like honestly, like 
Sure, why not? I'm making a new company because I feel like a lot of times, like I, I, I've been stuck doing the same stuff. I can make clothes, release it every month, this and that. And it's fun. I love it a lot because it's cool seeing people like wear like a, like a story that I told. And it's like on them. It's, it's like a cool thing. But besides the fact is, I wanted to like spice it up a little bit. I'm like, yo, I keep, but still keep like the clothing things um, attached to it somehow. After making that film, I was like, dude. <laughs> kind of like miss making videos again like this was like a proper feeling and like not just like pick up the camera and i feel like this is a vlogging issue is you'd wake up you have no idea what the video is about and you're like okay walk outside time to get the camera out and just start recording and make a story on the spot and i was so used to that but i was like what would it be like if i like planned a video like i'd never planned videos and when i did the trip i was like i knew exactly why i'm filming every single moment and it feels like this is purposeful so then I was like, okay, how can I like recreate that feeling? I was like, I know a lot of people make music just over the years, like a lot. <laughs> and I was like, how can I help them? And also like somehow like promote the clothes still. I was like, this is kind of a weird two problems to have here. So I was like, hey, I'm going to make a production company that specializes in not making music videos, but like lyric videos. Because... There's so many artists, right? And you do like a music video shoot, budget 25K. Mm. People don't have that, bro. Mm. And like, how are you going to be like a normal, like upcoming artist? You want to invest money, but 25K, like what? And then if you want to do a whole album, you're talking like 100 bands, like, or say at minimum, it's like, like a little like running gun shooters charging you like 2.5K. Mm. For, and you have to do five videos. Like, how are you going to do that? It's still $10,000. So I was like, these visual videos are pretty easy. Like you could still be in it. Like just a super cinematic like vibe video like I, I envision like a super grainy shaky cam running through a liquor store and like kind of like drinking it in a brown bag out front and just capture that for like two and a half minutes and that's it and that's just the video and it's of the artist i was like i definitely can do it and then i started thinking how can i really incentivize people to like come work with me i was like yo how about i make a deal say i charge 1k for a video i'll do it for free if you wear 1340 in it and I was like, so if I get a spot in LA and a spot in New York, because all the influencer marketing I do right now is all LA influencers because I just, I just meet up with you guys. But I don't have a presence on the East Coast. Like I don't like see as many people wearing it. It's like, what if I just start like blowing up the influence and like getting people seeing it by shooting all of these lyric videos and these the, the artists are not going to not post about it. Like say like I do a photo of them and they're wearing a shirt. You might post it one time. But bro, like you want to promote your fucking video. So they're going to blast this shit on their story for like 10 days straight. So I'm like that. And I guess do this for my goal is to do three artists a week. So I spend, I, I do two weeks in LA, two weeks in New York city. And I shoot three hours a week. That's six videos of like with insane marketing pushes behind all of them. Cause they're all going to want it to be seen whether it's like a super big artist, but then also like in general, like, be kind of fun to start shooting these videos like it's just like a new way to make a music video versus like going youtube find a song and it's just like the album art you know that's kind of boring mm. and then it's like oh or i can just get like a cool little thing and shoot five videos for the price of one and you're going to be the one shooting them and yeah editing? right now I've, I've shot three of them already oh nice wow, okay and that's uh sweet. the turnaround i know it's like logistically possible like people are like oh that's gonna be like a little stressful well i shot a whole video yesterday for 30 minutes just walking down sunset boulevard and right in front of the chateau at sunset, I was like, this is so easy. And I took, it took me about only an hour to edit it. I was like, this is definitely possible. 
a lot a lot of just like one take throw a clean color on it bam you're good 100% like one taker with the one with like the 24 mil on mm. kind of just shaking walking around like them smoking a cig or something mm. and then like but it all has to be just like a super long take but mm. you have to like then like every like you can mix in like a performance like while you're walking but only for like two lines mm. then just go back to doing whatever you're doing it just feels like you're like in a moment and uh like they're cool videos i don't think like anyone's gonna have a problem with them mm. like for, for sure it's not like a like a full produced they're not video. paying 25k yeah, they, yeah exactly. they, they get it I th- i'm assuming yeah and, so like and i hope that we start getting more clients versus like me like having to reach out like yeah like i'll do this for you mm. but like this is a fun little start when the brand starts in in your dorm room at usc are you just like obviously people that are watching the vlogs are buying them. Right. So what is it like after you get that initial push? Are, are a lot of these people repeat customers that you found yes. or, or are a lot of, are you getting like, you know, it's on Addison Ray and then that shoots up sales that the next week or like how, how is the whole business side of 1340 worked? I'm really curious to, to hear about that. So the thing when people think like, Oh, you get Addison Ray to wear it. People are going to buy the fuck out of this. Mm. No really it is you might get like a hundred more orders Mm -hmm. from like someone like because she has a lot of fans who might just inherently someone might look it up but she also got to like uh, remind herself she wears a new shirt every day (laughs) and there's a Mm -hmm. photo of her wearing that shirt every day so it's not like it's like the craziest thing ever but it was crazy because my intern at the time this was like two years maybe three years i don't remember um was just he was helping me gift out these clothes to as many influencers as possible. Yeah, he was just like mailing out. I don't even know how he got these addresses. Sometimes he'd go on my account, like DM people, uh, like we'd like to give you something. And then I was just on vacation, not vacation. <laughs> my two vacations. <laughs> I was in Big you Bear. Sure, you don't vacation. Just like took this thirty day vacation <laughs> in Big Bear. Yeah, so I was in Big Bear for literally two nights, mm. and I. Oh, I remember I was there because I, whenever I feel like I have everyone have ideas, I go to like a lodge or something. It was like, it's supposed to be a brainstorming trip that turned into be just one big celebration trip because of what I'm about to tell you. So like, I'm just like walking around the, the grocery store in Big Bear trying to get, uh, trying to get uh, ingredients for dinner. And my intern just texts me, bro, what the fuck? In all caps. I'm like, oh no, like what, what's going on, bro? <laughs> like, what did I do? And then, uh, He's like, do you know Addison Ray? And I'm like, I think. And she just texts me a screenshot. Addison Ray wearing our fucking hoodie in her profile picture on Twitter. Oh, that's insane. And I was like, what the fuck? Uh, Who even is? Ad-? I'm like, oh, this is like the renegade girl. I'm like going TikTok crazy, bro. But I'm, saying, I'm like, yo, fuck the food, bro. We're just going to go buy <laughs> let's go buy some drinks now. And then, yeah, that was nuts. I was like, how did you pull that off? He goes, bro, I don't even know. Shout out to Matthew. He made that happen. He oh was my, my intern God. at the time. That uh, and he just sent it out and gifted it to her. Probably even had to been. And like we must have been like yeah. hit the lottery that day. And she opened that package and threw on the hoodie. Yeah, she's like, hey, bam. I need a hoodie because it's kind of chilly out. And just like threw it on. Oh and then and just like coincidentally that day, she wanted to like test out like her disposable camera. And she took a bunch of photos uh, with her and her brother and just posted it on her Instagram. That's crazy. I was That's like, insane. what? Have you have you started to build out that team of 1340 or has it stayed pretty tight? And like, what, is, so what does that look like? The team for 1340 is, is like relatively small. I work with the designers every once in a while, but I've been designing most of it because the speed is too slow. I can get into that later. But um, the t- real team comes with people who manufacture the clothes. Mm. Like the manufacturing fulfillment is like my biggest thing right now. It's like, how can you have a lot of these brands that will drop a shirt and it'll be like, 
This is a pre-order. Con- arrives in three months. So what happened to our Mad Happy shit? It took like a month to get our set. I was like, bro, what, get the clothes out. To I'm us. like, I well, how is that even a problem? Mm-hmm. And people love to use like the COVID, uh, like uh, mm-hmm. whatever. Fulfillment. Yeah, I'm like, dude, whatever. it's not. That's not real, bro. Because a lot of these like blanks are all domestic. So I'm like, what are you even saying? Like, there is no like China problem. Mm-hmm. So I figured out how to do it. I don't want to tell the secret on that, but like. Bro, I got, people buy a shirt and it'll come in under two weeks, like for sure. Or like I see these brands saying it's going to take two months and it's just insane to me. That's the main team. Mm-hmm. And then my pops helps me out a lot, uh, helps me out a lot, helps me out a lot. <laughs> so then mm-hmm. um, with like the um, like customer service, stuff like that, and help, like making sure like the back end is set up. But for the most part, I, I don't really trust anyone else to do the influencer marketing besides myself. Because mm-hmm. you just know it so well and all your buddies are in it and whatnot. Well, dude. I hate to be like kind of like a pessimistic person, but I've worked with a lot of like agencies to like for their their uh, influencer department and stuff. Dude, it's like these people don't know anything. I'm so confused how you guys got these jobs. Most of the times, it was just like some random kid who like communications in college, and they're like, okay, I want to do like influencer marketing now. I'm sorry if I just like shit on like a lot of people, but like a lot of you guys have no idea like what the move is like. I, I tried working with an agency and they oh, will get you like a list of more, of influencers. And they shot me back a list of like 100 people that have like 1,200 followers, bro. And they're like, oh, we want to do this like micro influencer campaign. I'm like, bro, no one's going to give a fuck in this little <laughs> friend group about my random ass t-shirt. Yeah. And I was like, maybe like if it was like a product, like say you needed like a, uh, like, it's like a new alcohol for and you only got it like uh, sorority girls. Like that would be a sick move, but like, bro, no one's gonna just buy the hoodie. I, I gave like some of the sauce way how I get people to wear it with like for the free videos, but um, I'll keep that a little bit of a secret because I feel like I'm really good at it. Mm. That's good. And you like lean into like what your fucking strengths are. But yeah. I know the reason why you started 1340, but if you oh could kind of share the the story as to like why you created this clothing <laughs> brand in the I don't first think place. I've ever even like told this story like on camera <laughs> really <laughs> maybe I don't know um but when I was in a call a freshman in college at USC they put us in the cinema hall because I was in the film school so imagine there's like one hallway in a dorm where everyone does film so like, I see you guys have a ton of gear here but all of our doors would be this open door policy where the doors would literally just be open all day and we all had gear that we would walk around like yeah like can I borrow your 7200? And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. And it was just so dope. That's amazing. <laughs> but what came with it is it's very competitive. Everyone wants to be the best. Like, you know, there's no way, like, people go into film school, like, not wanting to be amazing. It's like a big ego thing. So, uh, but we're all friendly, but it was just a lot of competition. This one kid, he's like making a clothing brand. And I was like, sure, whatever. That's cool. And he, he was like selling, like, just like 15, 20 shirts, right? And everyone like, bro, this shit is so fire, bro. This shit is crazy. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that looks like shit. <laughs> and I, I wasn't a fashionable person by all means. I was wearing like the Vineyard Vines and like a khakis at this point. But I was like, yo, I just want to fucking like beat this kid. <laughs> So I spent a month just heavy studying streetwear. I didn't even know what that word was. And I like studied how Supreme worked and how Diamond Supply Co. worked. I don't mm-hmm. even know if that's a company anymore. Yeah, yeah, it is. Nikki Diamond. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
I studied how those guys like made their stuff cool, how they like did it on like a release schedule and th- things like that. Before I went to college, I used to be like a rap photographer. I know you do a lot of that stuff, but I did like my whole high school and um, seventh to eighth grade, I was like a rap photographer for a bunch of like anyone who came to Chicago. I come to the show, take photos of you and give it to you and you're always on the free, like no matter what. But like doing that, you start to make some friends and some of those friends like eighth grade till then it's like a four-year gap for me have become fucking popping so then i was like hey i've never asked you guys for favors really but i'm about to drop this clothing brand and here's the story i just want to kind of like shit on my this kid living down the hall (laughs) (laughs) jimmy jimmy over here down the hall jimmy thinks i can't make a clothing brand (laughs) and 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 they're all like yo that's hilarious and I, i gave him a shirt and they post about it and in the first week he just crushed bro and I believe it was like 25K in one week. Oh my God. And I'm a freshman in my college dorm and I made the first logo on a trial version of fucking Photoshop. So I had funny. no idea what I was doing, bro. But it worked. Shout out Jimmy from down the hall for yeah. <laughs> giving you that fire. <laughs> right. It was so That's stupid. Because then, then it started like, kind of like going crazy. And you know, I kind of have to take it serious. Mm. But then also at the same time, I'm like, I'm a freshman in college, bro. I still have to like go to class. It's mm. not at the point where you're like a junior and you're like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to like, I might just dip. Mm. But like, <laughs> bro, your parents are not letting you dip. Were you <laughs> you're going like, to office hours, freshman? <laughs> okay. You're obviously you like grew your, your, uh, your YouTube stuff. And you're doing well with 1340, like throughout college. Like, did you have that internal conversation with yourself of like, what the fuck am I still doing going to school here? I should just like stop going to class. Like I'm obviously not probably going to use my degree or maybe you are because you're a film major. Right. Like, are you having those conversations with like yourself, your parents of like, should I stay in school? Oh, this was a massive problem for me. So come like junior, senior year of college, the brand was becoming much more serious than just being like a little joke. It was like, okay, this is like, we're rolling this thing. It's kind of like hard to like think about it right now. It's like, yo, I, when I was like a junior in college, how old are you? 20, 20, 20, 20, a junior in college, junior? like 20, yeah, 20, 20 or 20, 21. Yeah, I'm like 2021 yeah. 20, at this point. And I was pulling in like 45 K a month. That's off, insane. Off of just these clothes. And I was like, yo, like, what is going on? And I'm like, yo, I, I swear. To God. And like, you know, the classic line, like when you're like young and stupid and you start making some money, it's like, I literally make more than you. And I was like, dude, I, these, I'm going to school to like learn how to do what I'm currently doing. So I was like, yo, why am I still here? This going to class, there's multiple times where I had to like miss a meeting or something because I had to go to some random gen ed class and that really pissed me off. And I would try to skip these things and then my parents were like, yeah, we pay a lot of money for you to go to school. And that was always the deal. If I ever got into USC film school, my parents were going to pay for my college. But if I went to like, it's kind of fucked up. If I went to like BU or something, they'd be like, it's on you. <laughs> <laughs> Did your parents go to USC? No, because they just they, fucking love USC. It's kind of just like that we want you to go to the best one. It's like, it was kind of like the, how I compare it. It's like if my parents like, yo, if you went to Harvard, mm. we'll pay for it. But if you like go to like the state school, yeah. you're, you're going to I think that's fair. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. So I was writing that and I was like, okay, it's, I, I understand their point. I don't, I can't just like dip because they pay for this. And also it was my life dream to get into this place. Mm. But then in the second hand, I'm like, I'm missing a very potentially large meeting here or not even a meeting. Say, uh, I have a, a class at night 
and you know how LA is. That's how you meet everybody is you started going to these things. And at that time I was going crazy with like getting famous people in my vlogs. I don't, it was just nuts, bro. On a very specific moment on my 21st birthday, we rented out this bar in West Hollywood called on the rocks. Hmm. And it was like a strict, like just my friends coming to this thing. And there was like a door and we're not letting anyone else in. But like, you you can like, if you're like with your friend, you can bring like a plus whatever. It's fine. But these are all people that I knew. And I, I, I can't remember what day it was in the week, but it was like a Wednesday or something. So I definitely had to go back to class the next morning. So we're in the club and my videographer at the time, like always would have this gigantic light on the, on top of the camera. Like, <laughs> It's so bright. It's like, yo, why do you need that? Like, I understand like a little thing, but it was like a big ass video. You know, it was like a, no, not take it back. It was like a cube. Oh, okay, okay. Like a Luma cube, mm-hmm. just blasting in your face. In the dark club. Yeah, in the dark club. So whenever, I, I feel like I was getting very good at talking on camera. So I didn't have to actually see the camera. I just needed to know where it was. And I was talking to it like as if I was talking to my friend. And it, we always knew like, it was like hey, we get a club. And then we know we're about to start. But we're all just fucked up, bro. Like, this is like, we are, because at this time, all my friends thought like, yo, you're turning like 21, we're 22, whatever. We're going to give you a bottle of Hennessy. And I'm talking like 50 of my friends gave me bottles of Hennessy. And you know how the, every like dude is like, yo, we have to take a shot. Like, yeah, yeah. So I took like fucking an absurd amount of shots. I don't, I don't even remember. And we're in the club and then just mixed, just being blacked out drunk. And it's very dark. And it's kind of a small room. So everyone and my friends like to mosh pit at the at back then. And you start just like do the A's, you know? Mm. And uh buddy turns the camera on like, it was probably gonna be a sick clip because uh this post Malone song started playing and post Malone was really hot then. And we're all just freaking out in the clubs, like doing like the classic mosh pit. And I'm like st- like going crazy the camera. After the clip, my videographer was like, Yo, that shit was fucking crazy. I'm like, what? So yeah, those are good. We had probably had like hella people just going nuts, right? And he's like, "What? Did you not see who was in the video?" And I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Turns the camera on, plays it. As I'm just mosh pitting, fucking Post Malone just busts into the video, like right into the middle of the dance floor on the on the beat of his song better now oh my god and and there's clips of me just like going like 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 going like uh just like shaking my face into the camera thinking like oh i'm just freaking out it's post malone no i'm just <laughs> fucked up and i can't see anything because this fucking bright ass <laughs> light is on so i'm like <laughs> i didn't even see the moment bro and <laughs> that's hilarious at least you have it on video yeah then i'm like yeah. what and uh we started going around, um I, I had to go try to find a meet him. Like, who even brought this guy? Uh, I don't, like, none of them, like, a just lot walk, of people, He just rolled up. Just rolled up to this party. So I posted that clip on Instagram, no, on Twitter, and it started to, like, go fucking viral, mm. like, fast. Just imagine, because the, the caption was like, Post Malone just showed up to my birthday. Yeah. And imagine, like, just, like, little me going crazy with my friends. And then boom, Post Malone is in the shot, looks dead in the camera and like gives like a little like shoulder shrug and then and just disappears. Then it's just back to us. So it starts getting a lot of traction. I'm in fucking class the next day. And uh, someone like the kids that uh, I went to class with didn't know that I like made videos. And like these are small ass classes with like 15 kids. And someone like pulls this video up on their, on their phone and it's my video going nuts. And she's like, what the fuck? like who are you bro uh, and i was like oh yeah like 
that happened last night. Like <laughs> just another day. Just in the another life. day in the just office. Just making it sound so casual, and then everyone's like, "This is kind of nuts." But then the video starts to st- uh, uh, you know, kind of plateau, and then out of nowhere, Halsey quote tweeted it and goes, "Why the fuck is my brother in this video?" <laughs> what? <laughs> That's funny. So. You know, and then Nick just Lopez? shot, just shot, yeah. shot up again. Yeah, so one of our mutual friends, Nick Lopez, uh-huh. introduced me to Halsey's brother. I mean, even yeah, friends, Savion, yeah, right? for yeah. a long time. Uh-huh. And I had no idea that that was Halsey's brother the whole time. And if you slow the video down, Sevian is right fucking next <laughs> to me, mosh pitting, bro. And, <laughs> and then just caught a second wind, and like then everyone in school was like, "Oh, what the fuck's going on here?" Like I thought this was like the kid who like made stupid vlogs in the in the hallway, but then I was like just post Malone at his birthday, and but like little do they know. That's so. funny. I didn't know he was really there. Either. That's so funny. Wait, did when you were starting to make these videos? I'm assuming like like every creator probably when you start to vlog or fucking do anything that's different than anybody else. Yeah, it's usually not sick when you start to well, other people. Not. To other people, everyone's like that's not sick until you get one cool guest, and then it's sick, which is annoying. Mm-hmm. But it's hard, I think, for a lot of creators because they're like. You know, most of the people listen to this pod, creative people, entrepreneurs, they're like, they're getting into this and they might be getting a little pushback from a family yep. or friends. You seem like a really confident guy. Could you talk a little bit about what you would tell said person going through that moment right now with like your friends not supporting you yeah. or a family member not be like, this is fucking dumb. You can't make any money with this because right. every creative's heard that before. Or like, I'm also sure you've gotten yeah. plenty of comments on the internet yeah. from oh, kids 100%. being like, who the fuck is yeah, this Yeah, who is this kid? Like, who is this guy I think he is? Whatever, right. you know? So... It's so crazy you're saying this. I was just like going on a rant on my Instagram story about this like today. I was going on this kind of big rant because subliminally I hit up a bunch of my friends to do the music, the lyric videos for. And they're like, who's going to shoot it? I'm like, me. And he's like, no reply. Honestly, I'm like, was that a bad thing? Like the fuck? Because the like the idea hasn't launched and, I, and not everyone's going to fuck with it. I know for a fact when this shit blows up or like at least like I started getting some really big names on these videos... They're gonna be like, oh, bro, like you want to shoot one? And it's just like, no, mm. like I don't actually, <laughs> because yeah. why didn't you support me since day one? And I've made so many thirteen forty collections. One of our best selling uh, th- uh, hoodies is this Nike hoodie that says like, one day all the people who didn't believe in you will tell everyone how they met you. I like that quote. And like, that shit is real, bro. Like I've met so many people on some fake ass love. Like after that video, so I haven't made a YouTube video since january and then i dropped this thing on like may 15th or like may 20th and i asked a lot of my friends yo can you let me promo this video i really think it's gonna go crazy just like put on your story like and if Easy. you don't want to like yeah no harm no foul even they didn't want to post it and then the video starts fucking popping off and then they're like bro i always knew you my little bro would always <laughs> oh make it i'm like for one like don't even call me a little bro like what are you talking about yeah. it's not like it's not like you're like super lit <laughs> and then two it's like i thought we were friends why aren't you gonna like show love but like i understand like the parents not like fully diving in because they probably have like a preset idea of like what they want you to be as like a mm-hmm. kid when i was like doing like the vlogs and stuff my yeah. parents were like yo like you gotta like still go to school but i'm like i don't want to but like because they had the idea of like, oh, they needed me to graduate college. I was like, okay, whatever. I guess that, this is how it's going to be. But your parents not fully game behind it. I feel like that's like a deeper issue. But like, if you have homies that like don't show you love, like those are not your homies, bro. Like I would never want to hang around somebody that like when I start to get serious, 
They just don't fuck with me. That sounds insane. So, like, right now, I have a very small group of friends. And, like, it's fun. Because, mm. you know, like, y- y- you can, like, say things freely with them. Like, oh, like, hey, bro, like, that, that part of your video is, like, not not the best thing I've ever seen. And, like, yeah, like, and then it's not, there's no, like, oh, dude, you're like, kind of an asshole. It's like, mm-hmm. no, this is, like, genuine. I guess uh, if you believe in your idea enough, it, and it does blow up, <laughs> like, who's, who's, who, who won? Like, you definitely, now, yeah. you just won. There's a very few ideas that someone could say, and I'm like, yo, you should just shouldn't do that. Like, that's, I can't imagine how anyone could say that. So, my advice, I guess, is, I know it sucks. Like, you think you have all these friends that care about you, but then you have to, like, just, like, open up yourself. Like, yo, they don't want to support me when I need them, so you can go fuck off, seriously. Mm, buy new friends. I like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I've seen a clip of ASAP Rocky talking about, like, a similar topic. Mm. He's like... When did it become not cool to try? Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, it's like how can you shit thing. on someone for trying? Yeah, right. It's like, the fuck you. I, th- I just think it's because people don't want to be an amateur again. Like a lot of people don't want to try because they're like yeah. afraid of of being an amateur. And then be like, okay, you know, a, a lot of things I feel like you get so comfortable being decent at something. And then yeah. you go try said new thing and you're like, I'm not good at this, but you shouldn't be good at it to start. You right. know, that's like part of the fun process is like actually doing it and learning. Yeah. yeah. Or like an insecurity of like worrying about what people are going to think if they mm. put out a YouTube video yeah. or, or right, a clothing yeah. line or whatever. It's like, dude, that's the biggest one. I think one of the biggest ones is- for sure. If you like <laughs> don't try things, you never know what your life could be. dude. Yeah. So I, I, Whenever there's even like an inkling of a thought, I guess I kind of some reason why the, the, the film happened because I was like, fuck it, bro. Let's mm-hmm. just like try something crazy. And that was solo. I wasn't with anybody. Like, yeah, well, we were saying that. It's like, I, like, I don't know if I could do solo I've travel. Never, yeah, I've never done one before. I've never, never done a solo ever. trip. Solo trip is, if you do it and you're like an independent person, you're going to never want to go back. Like that's like going to be something you're going to have to do like quite frequently. Maybe we got to rip one. Uh, yeah, maybe. Just to, just to see what it's like. I mean, I think it's a good idea. Um, just throwing yourself out of your element. Yeah. And totally then you have to like time. figure everything out is yeah, like insane feeling, bro. Like imagine like right now. Say you guys want, you two are just together. Bro, you want to go get something to eat? And then like maybe one of you is just subconsciously like, oh, the other guy is just going to call the Uber. But you, you want something to eat by yourself. Yeah. How the fuck am I going to get the food? <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, it's, it becomes so, like, simple like that. And you start to think, like, dude, I take a lot of shit for granted. You'll come back. Just, like, just go somewhere cool, though. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, did you have a favorite place that you hit on, uh, your, on your trip? On the trip. Um, I've never been to Paris, so that was really cool. And, I, and I'm into clothing, so that was really dope. But just, like, the culture shock of going to Egypt. Yeah, the was, pyramids are, yeah, just, lots lots are a lot like, different. Dude, like, when... You guys seem to have traveled quite a bit, but like when you see these things that like the world tells you are like must sees in your lifetime. So the whole idea was to get obviously as many iconic shots as possible for the video. So first off, I watched the movie Secret Life of Walter Mitty. So I'm like, gotta go to Iceland to mm-hmm. get those shots. And then I was like, gotta get the Eiffel Tower, have to get the Coliseum like in that area. And then let's go see the fucking pyramids. And these are like massive things you want to see in your life. But I was, I had to do it in 14 days. So I, the whole plan is I'd red eye at night, arrive in the morning, have a full day, stay the night, and then have that next day, and then you leave at night. So I was able to hit all these places. So like quite literally, I would get to a place, I would see the Eiffel Tower, like close my eyes, because I sleep on every single flight, <laughs> wake up, I'm at the fucking Coliseum. 
Bam. And then next time, repeat, pyramids. And I'm like, bro, I'm seeing like everything in life that you want to, like, at least I would like to see so quickly that it took me a solid two weeks when I came home to like readjust to not jet lag to like reality. Mm-hmm. So I was like, is this a simulation? I literally saw everything you need to see. In the whole world. And it was like a montage in like, that's how I look back on it in my life. Like when I try to relive those memories, I, I've, I've watched the film kind of like a lot, like every once in a while because I know I was there because I filmed it. But like, it was so fast that like, I don't have like mental memories. Cause whenever I was like doing anything, I was looking at the camera to get all these shots. Like, that was the number one thing. I can't mm-hmm. go to a location and not have good shots. Mm-hmm. So I'm only thinking I don't know if you guys ever do this. Like you'll be in life, but you're only thinking of what the shot could look like. Yeah. Fucking all the time. <laughs> I would go to the places and I'm literally only in my head thinking about like, what does that look like on the camera? Is that a cool shot? Should I click, should I start recording it or not? And always the camera setup was always ready to go. And like, I like to say that my, I'd wake up. Okay. Need to get the Paris uh, Eiffel Tower shot. Find my way there. Not even thinking. I'm just like, Oh, I need to get th- to this, get to the place. And like, I'm sure I'm like looking out the window, but I'm not comprehending it because I'm just thinking of like what shots I need to hit when I'm here. So then, because I have these preset ideas, I get there. I'm like, okay, it looks exactly like how I thought it was going to look. And I'm just recording. I'm looking at the fucking screen the whole time. And then I like go hop in, the, in front of the camera. And I'm like doing some talking shit, talking about how I'm here at the Eiffel Tower. But I'm not like at the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I'm kind of just like talking about that I'm there. Like in, in my head, I'm just capturing this, this thing that, because I edit in my head when I film. I don't know if you guys do Which that. Which is the best people do that for sure. So like, 100%. I, I'm, I'm thinking like, oh, I, B-roll, B-roll, zoom in. Hmm. And now I need to talk. I'm just thinking that in my head. I'm like, oh, it'd be sick if I was editing the video right now and the tower was right there. And then, you know, turn off the camera, go back, uh, go back home and go to sleep. And then I wake up and you get the shot of the Coliseum now. Then after the trip ended, I was like, I don't really remember <laughs> Like what I was thinking about when I was there. I just remember like the, the photos in my head of like what I wanted to get. I see like very vivid images. But I'm like, what was it like when I was like walking to get in the Uber? I don't remember. Like it's very weird. Like I was there, but I was not mentally present whatsoever. Do you, do you think though that like I, we were saying on this shoot or whatever that we just did, when we get a sick shot, I'm celebrating. Like, yeah. I'm like, let's fucking go. We got the sickest shot. We're yeah. firing off champagne. It's like the best day ever. You know, yeah. do you, th- cause then, then when people ask me that they're like, Oh, do you like filming everything? I'm like, well, when I get the shot, it's like the happy, it's like a euphoric right. feeling for me. So on the other side of that though, I know it felt like this montage, this quick thing, but did while you were there, can you try and think back and were you like, this is a beautiful shot. Like, I'm really happy with this. Oh, 100%. This, is ma- this is making me happy. So that was the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I was recording and I was just like getting bangers. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, what is this? Like I was in Iceland and there's this thing called the Blue Lagoon. It's just this gigantic, like super blue lagoon in the middle of nowhere. And it doesn't really make sense as why it's there. And I brought my fucking camera into the Blue Lagoon on a tripod, just holding it above the water, like praying to God and drop this shit. And I remember I got this like really wide shot because I found a, somewhere to prop up the tripod, but it looked like it was still in the water. And I came back. I was like, that was fire, bro. And I didn't even like, think. I was like, yo, I'm like swimming around in this random ass lagoon. It was just, I know I need to get this clip here. 
it's just kind of weird. But I know when I like I during that time, I knew like I got shots. It was made it fun. On this similar topic or similar thing for me, when I'm shooting these shows, I'll look back at the footage and I'm like so worried about getting a good shot that I'll like play back the video and like not realize what song was playing and like they'll have like some mix or some remix and i'm like yo that's a fire song i don't even remember them like playing that because you're just like so <laughs> focused so on present. getting the shot yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure and i think sometimes everyone's like yo put the camera down like live in the present but i'm like dude sometimes like getting the shot is better than like fucking mm. being in it's the like present. more fun yeah mm. it's like more fulfilling yeah it's weird it's a weird like game that we're i feel like we're playing with ourselves of like we love doing this yeah. and it's really fun but at the same time like shit should but I not have it in my only, hand? Like, this is only a problem for people who like really enjoy filming. So fair. Okay, very similar. I was in a club for New Year's Eve, and it, uh, Zed was doing the the uh, the ten the countdown. I remember being next to like their area, and I was like on the big ass marquee or the, the LED screen. It has the counter, but you can't really see, dude. So I'm like, what am I supposed to like pick? And I'm like, okay, like let's just do like a weird like key like a panning back and forth like on the beat for like 10 9 8 i was like okay that, that'll probably work sure the counter ends mm-hmm. that yeah like just like switching back and forth i remember it hitting and i was like oh that was fucking dope and like all the, all the confetti's going nuts i don't remember the song at all like because i know like i saw it in a video like some yeah. snapchats after i was like oh he played clarity but i would have never known <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> yeah just wasn't listening yeah just wanted to get the hit. So just wanted to hit the shot i hit the yeah. shot do you think about because you did this trip solo? Yeah, and obviously it's you're limited to you know maybe what gear you can bring or like what kind of shots you can get because you're solo. Mm-hmm. I saw you you had a couple of like you walking, so you must have asked some, some random person, bro. Yeah, um, that's so. Funny. Do you have the <laughs> thought of like doing a similar kind of travel video like that, but maybe bringing a few more people to like even up the production quality a little bit more? So the whole thing with this one is. Yeah, I could have brought like a video guy and then had like proper shots of me like going through the cool stuff. But it kind of took away from like the personal like let diary style video. Like this is like a thing for me, need to like accomplish it. And like having I think if those shots of me like walking through an airplane, I'm holding the camera like very obviously in front of a shitload of people and just not caring, versus like a videographer there shooting it in C log, you know, it mm-hmm. looks perfect. It's like, was this like a commercial? Like it doesn't hit. So for that purpose, no, I, I never crossed my mind. Of like I need a video guy. But then there'll be moments like, yo, I'm like really in a sick spot. Like in front of the Coliseum, I want to, I don't want to just be on a tripod. You can only do like the scales in and out thing so much. And uh, I, was, I go up to a tourist. I'm like, yo, working on this little thing. I think it's, it, you might just like, seem kind of awkward, but just record me walking for like 10 seconds. And they would do it. That's Damn. sick. Well, but you, you got to be careful with like who you ask. Yeah. Like that person probably knows how to use a camera yeah, a little bit better yeah, than yeah. that oh, guy. Oh, for sure. But it was so nice because these are like tourist locations. So I just yeah. look for people that are on the tours. Mm-hmm. And then like, and then as a trade-off, like, okay, I'll take photos of like your family, whatever. Mm-hmm. But there was one time I asked someone to do it in New York City. It was so stupid. On the first, like, very first stop. And I thought the dude was going to steal the camera. Like right after I handed it to him, like, oh, that was a bad idea. And he did it, and I was like, okay. And, of course, he had, like, fucking slid the F-stop, like, six stops to the right. So it was just dark. It was a black. <laughs> just a black frame. <laughs> like, there's only so much it can be. I'm like, how did you us. manage <laughs> yeah. to put it on F-12? Yeah. 
That's hilarious. That's funny. <laughs> to make this happen, right? You obviously like you booked it and then you reached out to brands. Yeah. And okay, so I wanna I wanna touch on you reaching out to as many brands as you did because you sent out a shitload of DMs. Yeah. And I also would love for you to touch on being that you've done a ton of influencer marketing, like obviously for 1340, but yourself having yeah. a having a, you know, your own um following on social media. There's a lot of people who would love to do what you do and what we do as far as like working with brands on social specifically. So can you mm-hmm. talk a little bit about your process reaching out and sending out all those DMs wanting to have a sponsor for that video and also your experience with and maybe a little bit of advice on maybe how to start working with brands mm-hmm. um, and how to do that successfully and what maybe looks like what a good partnership looks like because you had this one go viral. You also did one with SeatGeek that did super well. So like you have experience. Right you know, with brand deals doing super well. So um, a lot of people think like, oh, the brand deals is kind of like only for someone who has a lot of followers. Like, oh, the one criticism I got about the Lap Around the World video was, oh, you already have a lot of followers. So like they, they, that's why they like said yes to you over me. But I was like, yo, I haven't posted a video in a long time. That could, like, My skill could be way better, way worse. And a lot of these brands don't even know that I've been making these videos. They'll, they'll see like I have a lot of followers, maybe use that as like an incentive to read the message more. But if you send a good message saying like, hey, I'm, I do this, very brief. Like, hey, I'm very interested in working with you. I can provide, provide this for you. If your account looks professional and you're not like some random like Snapchat filter selfie as your profile pic and, and you're on private, of course they're not going to say, hey, let's work with this guy. But you say you look legit. If you have a good like product, or like a good pitch. Like, I don't, I think anyone could pull it off, but you can't just be like, Hey, Nike sponsor me. Cause I think I'm fucking fire at soccer. They'd be like, okay, who cares? Mm. But he's like, Hey Nike, I'm, I do these trick shots on you on, on TikTok of me doing soccer things and they go viral. And I have this idea where I like say, just do it before I kick it. They might send you something. Mm. So you think just like, coming yeah. to the coming to the brand with an idea beforehand as yeah. opposed to just being like hey i'd like to work with you <laughs> yeah if you're like hey bro like i'd love to be sponsored it's like okay mm. <laughs> like, having something that like fulfill like if you're a tr- we said this like if you're a travel videographer they're not gonna pick the fucking guy that does sports videos to go to 100 to go to the you know whatever the Has four to seasons it's gotta be on brand for them gotta yeah, make so, sense. Like, anyone could pull it off you just mm. have to hit up the right person mm. but speaking on the same note when I went out to go reach out to these companies to sponsor this video, because I was like, this is a marketing moment. This is super viral. And I also would like to pay off how much I just spent on this. So many people you would think would say yes to something. There's like Lululemon, Patagonia, like some water bottle companies. Like obviously you try to like go to Nike, but they don't really reply to their DMs. So you have to go for like mid-tier people. But then also you don't just reply to the brand account. You don't just reply to at Patagonia. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, you have to find someone who works there and you DM that personal account. So I had like hundreds of DMs. So many people saying like, oh, no, we're just not interested. We're not doing any sponsors. Like, Or like, I don't know how this would fit with our brand. I'm like, okay. And literally only one said yes. And they said yes, like the day of type shit. Oh, it's kind of a funny story. So I didn't have, I didn't know if the deal was like fully going through. And it was with this company called Pudgy Penguins. They're uh, an NFT project. And I personally know the founder from a long time ago just because he was in the mud grinding like e-com. And I met him through that community. And he's the owner of it now. But only guy that said yes. Didn't have to give him really any pitch. I told him I had this idea to go around the world 14 days. And it was like a 
uh, a very pro- a professional message I would send out to everybody. It didn't feel like spam. It felt like you can actually read this. He's like, let's hop on a call. Hop on a 15-minute Zoom call. Before I hung up, he already sent me the money. Wow. No contract, nothing. He's like, love it. Just make a good video. And I was like, this guy is legit. Like, this guy is a fucking real homie. Like, regardless, he didn't even know if I can pull it off. Like, And then he, I didn't even tell him. I didn't really have a story. I kind of had this very loose timeline of like film school kid who wanted to like find a, a deeper purpose in life. I had no idea what I was doing and he had full faith. And I was like, that's fucking regardless of company, whatever. Like no one said yes. Like you're the only person who said yes. And you said yes so fast. I was like, okay, like, you're a real one. But I didn't have like, like any shirts or anything to like promote because they didn't, they didn't even want to be like, posted about like hey like yo shout out to them they want to do this they wanted a very natural integration where i like talk about how they sponsored me and how they helped me like accomplish my dreams but i should probably wear like a t-shirt or something so when i was in paris i found a same day t-shirt company sent i just cooked up this very simple design of their logo and that's why in the first half of the film there's no shirt of me wearing any of the pudgy penguins merch funny I had to fucking pick it up halfway through. That's oh great. God. That's awesome. You feel like now that you've done one of those videos successfully, yeah. um, you've like proven yourself that you can obviously make a video go viral and, and your ideas will work. Right. Do you feel like you're going to be able to leverage that easier moving forward? Because you said you want to do about two of these a month. Yeah. So I want to make videos like on this caliber, but like maybe not like ripping it around the world because it might, might be hard to actually pull it off in like every two week video. But yeah, for sure. I have so many ideas. My mind has been going nuts with like what can go viral because it's a way better, way not better, way different way to look at YouTube because back then it was like, let's make a video about my life, whatever. Like that's, this is what happened. That's what the video is. Now I kind of have like a, like a semi clickbaity title to like attract some viewers. But now I'm just thinking like what can be an entertaining video with like a purpose and just be a fucking massive viral video. So that's how I've just been brainstorming and then I don't even want to like say any ideas because, bro, like people are already trying to steal my idea of the the fourteen days thing. I got a very close text from one of my friends who's like in the game, and uh, apparently this very popular YouTuber was on the meeting saying he wants to do a lap around the world in fourteen days video, trying to pretend like it was like his idea. Yeah, damn. That, and, that's uh, just always gonna happen though. Yes, yeah, and this after the video is already starting to get some views, so I'm like, actually, if you like do it. And like, it'll be very obvious of who I'm talking about mm-hmm. if the video came out. And uh, I kind of hope they yeah, drop it. Yeah, I wonder I if this video comes out. I wonder if that will just like the comments will be flooded uh-huh. with like you stole Justin's idea. Oh my god! Yeah, that'll be interesting. But yeah. it'd be cool like if there was like if you say, hey, like this idea was not mine. Mm-hmm. I, I was inspired by this video. Yeah. Sure, that's fair. Yeah, All that's fair. But how my friend worded it to me was like, oh, they're trying to jig this shit. Oh, God. So say you go with making more of these videos like this, right? Mm-hmm. In the next in the next year, you talk to us about, about said company, the production company, potentially. You've talked yeah. to us about continuing to make YouTube videos. What is the next you know, few months? Look like? I don't like the five-year question because I think yeah. it's very... Sporadic. Who the fuck knows? Who what's the fuck happen knows? Yeah, I, I had an an a sixty five hundred five years ago popped up my Snapchat. So what does the next six <laughs> months look like for you right now? Trying to build up. You know, you're going to different states right now. What does so, it look like? I'm not really the most scheduled person. Like I, I, I timelines always happen. I will never miss timelines. But everything is random. Mm-hmm. Like 
And just before I came here, is why I was a little late, was because I was writing on paper, how can I pull this shit off, like, without getting confused? So then I was like, okay, two, I'm about to lock in the spot in New York City. My plan is to live in LA for two weeks and New York for two weeks every single month. And my, that was, I was talking about how I feel like all the people wear my clothes are just on the West mm-hmm. Coast. Yeah. So if I, they're all on the West Coast, I need that same amount of effort in the East Coast so I can get people wearing it. So first half of the month in LA, second half in New York every single month and just kind of see how that shit goes. And you're going to network your ass off in New York. Yeah. Do you have a ton of friends that already live out there? I do have a bunch of friends that live in New York, but like I, my sole purpose isn't to go out there and just like relink with the same old people. It's kind of like an interesting trade-off what I'm doing in order to get how quick I was able to get a spot in New York. I'm trading helping a, com- a, a company that's starting up to le- get more influencers. And I was like, this is the most perfect connection ever. Because I also like was straight up like, hey, just because I introduce you to somebody, it doesn't mean that they're going to instant work with you. But this will provide like my sole goal is to go out there and shoot all these videos for these artists. And that's inherently exactly what they need. So like this is a perfect time. Like uh, anyone I shoot a video for, I'll go, hey, meet the fellas. <laughs> but mm-hmm. and I feel like it's a super fair trade. That's how they'll be able to go out there for two weeks. I'm technically working for them for like whatever upon them. I, I don't really know how to quantify that. Sure. But to me, you're a little bit of like a master networker. You know so many fucking people. <laughs> we did a whole podcast on giving kids tips for networking. Yeah. What are some tips that you would give someone who is trying to build out their network and like you obviously grew up in Chicago, mm-hmm. moved out to LA. The whole entertainment industry is out here. Like, maybe if you could give a few tips on networking. And do you feel like moving out to LA was like a crucial part of getting you to where you are now in your career? Um, yeah. So definitely moving to LA was super necessary. I don't know how necessary it is now, because of the, how like people become famous on the internet is just so much different. Like back then, though, it was that uh, 2015. You had to move to LA. Every single YouTuber moved here. You needed to do the collabs. You needed to be doing that. And it was also like a very fun energy. Like I feel like I, I have a lot of uh, FOMO if I was watching all these people do like these fun things in California all at the same time. And they're all fresh to it. So it's like birthing a whole new world. And I just say, okay, I have to fucking go there. But now I see people blowing up on TikTok. I have no idea where they even live. Like, sure, do you live in LA? I just it was just on a call. As I was walking in here with this guy named Lil Man J. <laughs> Sick. What a Sick. great name. Bro, he's fucking cool, bro. He's a 16-year-old white kid from like North Carolina that raps, but sounds exactly like Lil Baby. It is insane. <laughs> like, and like he's like starting to blow up on TikTok because of it. Uh, so I'm working on a video with him. Oh, nice. That I think is gonna go super, super viral. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I guess to answer your question about like the net, is that networking, yeah, networking okay. yeah, you just have to be super, super normal. First off, you can't go to like networking events. That is, it never works. I, I never think that, I feel like you're getting into the wrong friendship or relationship. If you just go to something like, oh, I'm just going to like network with people. Because inherently you're just trying to find people that can help you. Mm-hmm. And then you need to like hit a jackpot where one of these people somehow like needs your service so how i like to meet people is doing normal shit like go go to and set go out to eat and when i'm walking around i'm not like eyeballing everyone like yo like can i meet you or something <laughs> but i'll like say like a joke 
like I, this has happened multiple times. I'll be around like a very nice dinner. I see someone I, I recognize. And sometimes if I'll be like, yo, hey, bro, <laughs> don't even know who I'm coming up to you, but you just want to say hi, bro. I fuck with your shit. And sometimes you're like, hey, I think I've heard of you before. Mm. And then you're like, oh, nice. Like, like, good to meet you, bro. And then just a conversation. And then, like, say you move from there. Like, hey, want to go get drinks, to, like, I mean, like, tomorrow. Like, just, like, act on it fast. Because you don't want to be like, hey, I met that, I think I met that dude, like, two weeks mm. ago. Like, hey, well, like, I, do you want to go get drinks tomorrow? Like, sure. Then you guys see if you guys are actually homies. And if we're not, okay, mm. see you later. And if you are, then you just build up so much more because it compounds because then he introduces you to his friends and then it just starts to go crazy like that. But networking shouldn't be based off of a, what can they do for me? Like, oh, I'm going to these things or I'm going out tonight and I'm going to like scour. That's an, that's LA as fuck. Mm. Bro, you go to these parties and I swear, like people don't even go there to like have fun. They'll just be like, yo, bro, like Bryce Hall's here. And that's, that's, that's the text. Like, yo, come to this party, Bryce Hall's here. Like, cool dude he's like a nice guy but like why is that like the reason why i should pull up because mm. that's why I like new york they don't they don't give a fuck it's like oh pull up it's so fun in here like oh yo marquee is fire right now mm. like you should pull up it's not yo pull up to marquee because addison bryce and whoever is there i hate that shit because everyone you're probably gonna meet at those parties only went because they wanted the potential of like seeing whoever so then you start like talking to those other people around there. You guys are all kind of just like a bunch of fugazis, like a bunch of fugs in here. So it's like, I feel like if it's not a natural link, bro, like you shouldn't like. Mm, don't force it. Or on the other hand, say you find someone you like. I do this all the time. Someone I think I find someone's music. Just shoot the DM because you can be a fan. And it's also you're not really like being like weird, but like just saying, yo, bro, I've been listening to your music. Keep it up. Like it's fucking fire. A lot of times they like I know if someone just messaged me a compliment like that I'd be like, dope. But like these people are normal people too. And then sometimes, like a lot of the time, they're like, hey, bro, like appreciate that. And I want to like provide value besides just saying like that, like yo, if you're not on, if you're free later today or tomorrow, I'll, I'll literally drop off some clothes from my brand because I just want to say I appreciate you. And like that's like not a weird thing to say. And a lot of times they say yeah. And that's how I've been getting a lot of people to wear our shit as well. I think like just. Never being too cool to go up and say hi to someone. And you, with the power of Instagram and the DM, yeah. like you have access to say hi to anyone. Like, mm-hmm. not saying like you send a DM it. and everyone's going to respond to it 100% of the time. But like, if you come at it genuine, you're like, dude, I really fuck with your stuff. Like, we get messages like that about like, the podcast or whatever we do. You get it all the time. You it's definitely the coolest, reply. It's the coolest feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you not reply yeah, to that? Man, like, no. someone's like, bro, the podcast is so sick. Just want to say that. You're like, bro, fuck yeah, yeah bro. Fired up. Like, fired up. We're like, yeah, like just a fucking go. video response too. It's like, Type shit. And yeah. like, so if you're just not a weirdo, where it also feels like you're only trying to like get people to like you, that's just not how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. You got to act like, also like the, the real friendships happen when you, you can crack like real jokes with each other, mm-hmm. like all the time versus super professional. Like I have people in my life that I know those are the surface level relationships. Like, oh, like we only need each other like for certain things. And then when we go out to like get drinks or whatever, it's pretty, but there's a like, different tone. That's just, you, you're no, you know that. Uh, I remember seeing a video of yours, probably one of the coolest people you've gotten to link with. I think for a personal reason, correct me if I'm wrong, the uh, guy who created Entourage. Yeah, that was and then nice. you ended up at a fucking dinner with Jordan Belford. Yeah. Fucking like crazy. That's insane, yeah. Dude, so like when I say like the networking thing, it's just nuts. 
it's not forced at all. So the reason why, one of the main reasons that really made me want to move to LA is I watched the show Entourage. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. As I watched, a lot of us, yeah. I watched it freshman year of college in Wisconsin being like, what the fuck am I doing in Wisconsin, dude? I got to go become famous out in LA. Like, I was like, I want to be Vinny Chase. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> It's like, this is the coolest shit. And his friends are so funny. And I yeah. guess that probably inspired why I talk like that on, on cameras, sure. like in videos, because those guys are so crude to each other, yeah. always swearing and they're always partying and shit. So I guess it definitely had a subconscious rollover because all my friends have watched that show like up and down like five times. Yeah. In the pandemic, I had an office but for 1340. But the thing is, the I had to let everybody go because of COVID. They couldn't come in anymore. And this is a pretty small space. It wasn't, try- I really did not want to get canceled because at that time, like if you did anything wrong, it's just been a disaster. So I was like, okay, get rid of my bite. And I just had this big ass space. <laughs> like kind of just tr- converted into a studio where I would manually screen print stuff. And then I also started painting because I thought it would just be a little fun. Most nights we have, we honestly, just kind of turned into like a location where we all just met up and like had wine every night. It was so dope. Like, okay, I'm just drinking some wine, started painting. And then I was at a sushi restaurant right across the street from my house. Very low-key spot called um, Ajisai on Santa Monica Boulevard. We're talking to these places, places like six people can fit in it. And very low-key. And this guy taps me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, my name is Sage. Uh, are you Justin? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I'm an artist. Like, oh, what type of music you make, you know? He's like, no, I'm a painter. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? I've never, like, I've never really met anyone in LA that says that, or more or less would actually like, come up to me because I feel like I don't attract, like, those type of people. Next day, I go to his studio, check it out on La Cienega. His name is Sage Willows, super fire artist. And his work is selling for legit, like, $100,000 plus. And we're just in this guy's space. And I knew, I don't even know if I'm allowed to, like, I don't know if he wants me to tell the story. There was a painting there that was very expensive. And it was a collab with someone that I knew that is also very successful right now. And he told me the story. I think it's such a baller story, so I'll just say it. And Sage, if you're watching this, sorry for like exposing you, but I think you look doper if I say it. It was a collab piece, and they had an offer, and he told me the price. And it was really high. And I was like, do you have any people that are interested in that? Like, it's a lot of money. And I was trying to say that in the most like non-disrespectful way as possible. He said, yeah, we had an offer for like 5K less. I was like, oh, bet. You're going to take that? <laughs> He's like, no. I'm like, why? He goes, bro, you can afford that much money and you're going to take 5K off at the end? That's almost disrespectful. Like, why would you do that? You, of course you can afford it. And he's, I'm talking, he was a lot of money. That's so true. Like, if you're, if you're buying art, you don't need it. Yeah. And you have the money clearly. Why are you asking for a discount? Yeah, exactly. But he's and like, but we're talking 5K and this figure was so like small. You're like, what? Like, why would you ever say that? I don't know if you ever sold it. So I turned my office into a studio and I, my, coincidentally, my office was on La Cienega as well, just like three blocks south. So we'd always keep the door open and people could come in and out. Like it was kind of just like a hangout spot for my friends. And one day I was just kind of hanging out. Sage just strolls in. And he sees all my paintings I've left out. He's like, oh, it's you? I'm like, yeah. And he just like takes out a paintbrush and starts painting on top of my shit. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's just like, you're actually kind of good. I'm like, whoa, really? Because he's the one who told me that I should buy this, I should do that, and like taught me how to paint. He starts painting on top of it. I'm like, I'm just not talking. He's like, bro, just never sell this. I was like, 
what he just signed his name on it as well it's like this is a clap and i'm like <laughs> that's it's worth a lot of money bro he's like i know and it was like the probably the most euphoric feeling of like someone telling you you should start and that person being very very talented and then telling you that you're good and like solidifying it and then what happens when that happens this guy's a pretty famous artist he's a lot of people collect his shit and if he sees that he collabed with some random kid for no reason they'll look into it and now inherently those collectors are kind of interested in what the fuck i wanted to paint i guess i don't know how it happened but just through word of mouth doug ellen like saw the art or i don't know how it happened i genuinely can't remember and i came over his house dropped off this painting that I made specifically for him and i signed it i was like you like inspired my whole life <laughs> and then we're like talking then he's like yo like sit down you come you come eat dinner with us right now i'm just like in the most euphoric feeling of my life because i never thought i'd be a painter i was like what and this is kind of something i did to like express creativity and then the guy who solidifies it and then i'm somehow like one week later at the guy who made me move to la at his house at dinner and he's exactly like you would expect so i'm just there and of course they had like such the they had like a chef over it was kevin Connolly, so he's e on entourage just sitting there it was scott con he's e's partner is he the one with like the, the mm-hmm. slick back hair yeah, I was trying okay. to ex- yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that and then it was uh kevin dylan which is johnny drama <laughs> the goat <laughs> and so uh funny. I'm just sitting there. That's I mean, crazy. Just like, like pull up a chair. And I'm just like drinking wine with Doug Allen and fucking E and everyone. And so just like, like, dude, like they talk exactly the same. Like E sounds like fucking E and like <laughs> drama is like saying like one liners. <laughs> but I'm like, dude, because they don't realize it. They like, that's how mm. they are. Because I'm talking to Doug. I'm like, how did you like write for drama? He's like, oh yeah, I created this like character. Then I'm not looking at this motherfucker. I'm like, dude, you are drama. Like, he wasn't, he didn't like create a character. He just wrote about him. Like, he's just a funny dude. So we like hang out. And I was like, bro, like, Doug, really appreciate that. That was, it meant a lot to me. During the pandemic, I also had a podcast. I was like, oh, po- uh, Doug, you want to come over to the podcast? He's like, sure. Just pulls up and like runs this with me. And then wow. we started becoming like friends. I'm like, what's, what's going on here? <laughs> and then, I text him like me like a month later. I was like, yo, you trying to like catch up? Let's go to get dinner. He's like, okay, let's go to Craig's. I'm like, oh, wow, like classic. Of course, Craig's. <laughs> and uh, he's like, hey, I'm going to bring my friend Jordan. I'm like, okay. He's like not thinking anything. I'm like, why would I think of anything? Yeah. I pull up. Like, I was like, hey, can I bring one of my buddies too? And I also have my videographer at the time because I'm vlogging. Uh-huh. And, but like the vlogs turned into like a little more of a production where the, we were using like a C100. It kind of felt like a, a more of like a show. We pull up. It's just Doug, me, my buddy, B-Song, and uh, the videographer. And the videographer's a fucking C-100. It's big. <laughs> so it looks like we're, like, documenting. I'm like, yo, Doug, like, like we're homies, right? You, we can film. He's like, yeah, of course. And we're just, like, shooting the shit at Craig's. And, and, and he's friends with fucking Craig, of course. So they don't care that we have this big-ass camera with a giant, with a mic this big on it. Does he have the loom cube on yeah. it? Like, Type blasting. shit, bro. Yes. Yeah, it's like the dark, whole dark as hell. <laughs> we're just blasting Post Malone it. pops out of nowhere. <laughs> like, no one cares. Because, like, it's Doug Allen. Yeah. He's like, fuck it. And we're just filming. And I just saw it happen, bro. I, I just see... Jordan Belford start walking up to the table. I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> this is 
that's Jordan. <laughs> that's fucking Jordan Belfort. Oh my god. And he's like, hey, what's up? They're high school friends. No way. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Dude, what a crazy story. That's and of course, the craziest is that like it's fact checkable because my the videographer there, bro. <laughs> and I was like, Jordan, like, what is it gonna be like? If you're can I get some clips of you on camera? He's like, I, you know, he's just fucking he's Jordan Belfort, yeah, but he's yeah. the same guy. He's the movie makes him the tame version. That's oh my fucking god. Amazing. And he's ripping fucking the craziest one-liners I've ever heard. And this is like during the heart of the pandemic. I don't think he, I think he'd probably be happy that I said this shit. This is like in the pandemic. We're like, it was like the bullshit outdoor seating. Mm. But it's like, they literally just created the restaurant <laughs> like in a backyard. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, and they have those like plexiglass dividers. Everyone's masked, you know, you gotta like go through it. And this one, like there was genuine scare. Buddy just comes bulldozing in, no mask on and shit. <laughs> Doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't he's give like, a single fuck. Like, I'm the wolf. And then I was like, "Damn!" Like, I, he he uh, pulls up. I was like, "I was like, I'm gonna meet Jordan Belfort. I'm gonna like have like started off with like kind of like a banger." Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, "Damn, you're not afraid of like getting fucking canceled or anything for like the no mask shit." He kind of like said something, and then I was like, uh, "Are you afraid of ever getting sick?" And he's like, "I fucked five thousand hookers and I didn't get." It. You think I'm gonna kiss? <laughs> Dude, that is amazing. I'd, like, so I'd expect nothing less. I was like, fuck, dude, this guy's real. He's like the real deal. This is <laughs> they made this character up. He's like, have you seen my movie? Because I'm not getting COVID. That's bro, it was incredible. nuts, bro. Oh my god. And you know, like it just was so much respect. I'm like, this is a guy, bro. I can't believe I can't believe that you went out to dinner with both of them and the fact that you watched the show in college is crazy. Bro, yeah. Or like growing the, up or whatever. It was the most like euphoric feeling. That's amazing. It's, what a full circle yeah, fucking moment. Seriously. I know, right? Posting that photo on Instagram was like probably one of... I, I don't really get excited to like rip posts, <laughs> uh-huh. especially like on IG because, you know, it's usually just like photos of you guys like doing cool shit, whatever, or like just like a nice shot of you. But like, there's sometimes there's just bangers yeah. that are, everyone's going to be like, okay, this was fucking fire. They're like, how the fuck did this happen? And I, I think I just made it with a caption. It was like, I, I don't even... I need to see what I said. Yeah, let's check it out. Like I knew when I, this went up, people were gonna be like, "Okay, that was dope." <laughs> <laughs> it's just a photo of us, us three sitting at a table at Craig's. Oh, the caption is just "Oh boy." <laughs> <laughs> like you know, you have like people that are also in the industry. They'll like like your posts. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. might, might drop a comment, but they're not like fucking like, "Yo, bro, this was so crazy." Every single one of my friends who like make content, they're an athlete, whatever. Bro, what the fuck? <laughs> is that Jordan Belfort? Like personal text, yes. like not even a comment. Text, yeah. DMs oh on something like, God. how is this, how did this happen? That's crazy. And I was like, okay, I, I knew this one was going to go crazy. Because <laughs> I, I know I can't be the only person who thinks this is like an insane moment. To wrap us up here, what advice would you give to 18-year-old Justin, who's getting ready to come out to LA to go to oh, USC? Wow. Give me one, one piece of advice or a few that you would tell that kid. When I moved out to LA... I had no ego, no matter, I know for, like just like how I acted in life. Yeah, I was very prideful of myself, but when it came to like, this opportunity isn't as cool as this one, I don't care, pull up. You need a, you need an assistant for the day? Fuck it, I know I wanna be a director, but I'm probably not gonna meet anybody by just like saying I'm gonna be a director, that you wanna pull up to this event. Oh, it's, it's like this like weird like, 
thing. I don't know. Fuck it. I'm not doing anything today. Mm. Like I'll just go. And if it's if it's bad, we'll leave. Find something else. But I just said yes to literally everything. And sure, I led down some paths and let, let like people that I probably shouldn't have like put on like in my life then because I was always like down to do whatever. But for like 99% of the time, you're going to find like super fun shit to do. And also, you can't network. Like when people like want to be networkers, you don't leave your house. Like sure, you can meet people on Discord and stuff like that. But the real life friendship is so strong. I have a lot of friends that were just like friends on Twitter and stuff. Like I haven't seen you in so long. Yeah. And then, but the real life, like sit down, it's like so much stronger. hundred percent. So just go do shit. I love it. I love it. Dude, thanks for coming on the pod. I, I think this was like one of the most fun episodes we've had and it feels like time just like. Yeah. I don't just, even know how long. I don't even know how long the episode has been, but it's been a great time. Where can the people find you on social media? Uh, my social media links are Justin Escalona. Justin E-S-C-A-L-O-N-A. Okay. We're going to link everything below. Make sure, boys and girls, you're still here. Drop a screenshot on the story. Tag Justin. Tag the boys. And we'll see you guys all next week. Peace. Peace.